You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well, you are very, very welcome. My name is Ahanu. And just before Christmas last year, we did a little program about head shaving. In fact, we called it Head Shave Anyone. And little did we know, but we were opening a little can of worms. It actually surprised us the amount of response that we got. And in that session, basically, I had just had my head shaved and I posed the question, does this lead to increased intelligence? Is it more attractive? And all of those questions. But really where I was coming from was I actually played two different video clips for you on that occasion. And one of them was where the Native American Indians had a program that they asked, they basically suggested that the hair was an extension of the nervous system and that it increased the possibility of extrasensory perception. And there's a lot to be said for that because throughout the years, basically, they've all, the Native American Indians and various other Native indigenous tribes have had their hair long and they have great respect for long hair. So my question was around that. But then by contrast, I also played a second video clip and that one was of Sandra Ray where she had had her head shaved and her thinking behind that was that it led to a kind of a cleanliness, a spiritual cleansing. And there are both sides to this argument. And as I say, little did we know that we were opening a can of worms here. And then, of course, everybody's familiar with the story of Samson and Delilah, where the question is asked, does hair actually lead to strength of any kind, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever kind of strength? But when Delia had the hair of Samson cut, basically he lost his strength and was defeated in battle. So my question to you is, as we extend and explore this a little bit further, is, is this true? Do you feel that that is the case in your life? Now, here's a response I want to read to you from a participant of ours on our YouTube channel. And she wrote to me specifically and spelled out her own experiences with long and short hair. And I had to record this and read it back to you because I am so fascinated by her response and fascinated also by the response that it has had in the general public. Have a listen to this and tell me what you think of this particular letter. She says, hi, Ahanu. You asked, and here it is, hair a topic that can have as many opinions as people, I'm guessing. It was a pretty hot issue in the normally loving home that I grew up in for both my brothers and myself. Probably a cultural thing. My father's Italian mother and sisters all had long hair all their lives. Most of my uncles married women with long hair. And with the length seemed to be an understanding that it would always be there. Long hair seemed natural for the women in our family. So, when I grew up, that my hair would be long seemed to be predetermined, maybe especially since I was the only girl. But my Italian dad rarely ever took care of my hair. Mum and I were the ones to deal with long, baby-fine hair before the days of conditioner. 
There were lots of snarls every day, especially on washing day, even though mum always almost put it up in a ponytail. It was hard on both of us. With other kids in the house, and always a baby or two in those days, taking an hour, no kidding, to comb out freshly washed hair was a major and painful project. The summer after kindergarten, my parents made a bet. If mum won, she'd get my hair cut. If dad won, it would stay long. I'm pretty sure mum wouldn't have agreed to the bet, maybe instigated it even, if she weren't pretty sure of the outcome. And she did win. So, terms unknown to me, mum said we were going for a ride. She took me to her hairdresser, where my past-the-shoulder-length hair was cut to around my ears. I'm sure mum's major reason for this was that it was now short enough for me to take care of it myself, and that's just what happened. Then we went home and the fireworks flew. Dad took one look at me and he flew into a rage. Truly a rage. He broke a window, tore the curtain off the wall, put a hole in the wall and stormed out of the house. I guess how drastic the cut would be was never discussed. Or the timing of it. I think Mum counted on better to ask forgiveness than permission to get what she wanted. Clever lady. Dad never came home until everyone was in bed, every night for a week. And he was always gone before everyone got up in the morning, especially in the summer. So I didn't see him at all that week, and I was sure my daddy didn't love me anymore. I was devastated. Finally, after a week of his absence, I broke down sobbing uncontrollably. I was devastated. Mum had his brother's and half the neighbourhood out looking for him. He did come home that night and put me to bed after he rocked me for a little while. We came to an understanding. He admitted I didn't cut my hair, Mum did. And he made it known that it wouldn't happen again. (laughs) After that, if I needed a trim or wanted to take a few inches off, I would start dropping hints and getting him used to the idea a couple of weeks ahead of the desired chop date. It was a point of stress for everyone in the house. Really, the only one between my dad and me, but it was a doozy. And with my brothers, hair had the opposite requirements. Short hair was the norm for the boys, even brush cuts in the summer. So when the Beatles became popular and longer hair became acceptable, Dad made it clear that it wasn't acceptable in our house. It was one of those topics that was non-negotiable. You either buckled to the parents' rules on this, or you didn't have the right to live in their home. Ouch, she says. My brother grew his hair to unacceptable lengths and refused to have it cut. The axe fell, and he tried living out in the wild for a few weeks. In January... Brrr. He slept under the heavy brush in some field a few blocks from our house for a while. A friend in the neighbourhood left their garage unlocked so he could sneak in there at night. When the parents found out, they were sympathetic to his plight but wouldn't go against our parents' rules so the garage got locked up at night. He was fortunate enough to be working for my uncle at a restaurant motel at the time. Uncle Frank 
and Nora made sure my brother at least ate. As he was a growing teenage boy, he had a healthy appetite. He probably washed up in the bathroom at the restaurant too. Maybe he conned someone into letting him use the shower in one of the motel rooms a few times. All this over the length of his hair. Finally, he caved and cut his hair. Sort of. Actually, he shaved his head. (laughs) Which infuriated my father almost as much as the long-ago haircut did. (laughs) I think Dad saw it as him being defiant and disrespectful of his wishes. I was away, far, far away, fortunately, at college at the time, so I didn't feel the blast of that explosion. But Mom wrote of it with such heartache. I think it was a turning point for my parents. They eventually came to see hair and other things as non-essential issues. As their children grew to adulthood, accepted responsibility for their own lives, things like hair length were not so important. Respect, honesty, compassion, generosity were more important and had more of an impact on lives. Since then, I've mostly worn my hair long. A few times I felt the need for change and cut it, mostly regretting it about three days later. When I was around 50 or so, my mom asked me when I was going to cut my hair. I didn't understand the question. She said it was just time. Older women were supposed to have short hair. This was her belief. If you look around our society, many middle-aged to older women do have short hair, but I began to notice, and many don't too, I just feel more me with long hair. Having experienced firsthand the explosive emotions around hair, I determined that it would not be an issue in my home. As long as it was clean and out of their faces, my kids could wear it any length, colour or style that they choose. One daughter changes her hair, colour and length more often than the seasons change. My other daughter was in the Navy where it was required to have short hair at least for basic training. She grew it back again right away when she left. She's also cut enough off to donate a nice thick braid to locks of love three times I think. My son's hair is down to his waist but he's thinking about cutting it short again He's donated a long braid a couple of times too. With all the colours, lengths and styles we've enjoyed, I haven't witnessed a decrease in our abilities or the qualities of our lives. But then, we never believed that that would happen. Hair is just an incidental of our physical bodies. It may be a reflection of the health of the body or the belief one holds. Either way, it's interesting. Do our beliefs create our reality? I think that question has been answered many times. If you're raised with certain beliefs about hair, beliefs and traditions that have grown from those beliefs and held for many generations, it's understandable for native cultures to associate strengths or other abilities to their hair. But I don't believe it's an absolute. So, this lady asked me the question, how does it feel to have stubble on your head? (laughs) Will I grow it long again? Now, the answer to that, I don't know. I'm not going to offer it right now. Right now, I'm just enjoying it. But here's what I want to know. I'm putting this question out to you, our listeners. Do you think that a shaved head boosts confidence? Is long hair more attractive than short hair on either men or women? Do you believe that hair is an extension of our thoughts? 
And just like the Native American Indians that I mentioned in the previous video, they have an understanding that long hair helps extrasensory perceptions. Do you believe that? And finally, what do you think of the Samson and Delilah story? Do you think there's any truth to it? Do you think it means anything? Do you think that hair is related to strength? So with that, I leave it to you and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. With love from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. 